We all have moments that trigger our frustrations. Why? Because we're human. What if you had a tool or a set of tools you could leverage the next time you catch yourself getting annoyed or frustrated with someone or something? In this episode, I talk about one of my favorite tools. I call it catch and release, and I explain how you can activate it when you have one of those human moments. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv, and today I want to remind you that you're human. (laughs) Okay, let me reframe this because that sounds like common sense, right? Well, let me ask you this. Do you ever catch yourself getting annoyed and frustrated with someone else when they do something you don't particularly like? What about when they don't do something they said they were going to do? Their behavior or lack thereof just irritates the hell out of you. It's frustrating, right? See, recently I had one of those, what I call human moments, right? I let something someone said really bother me. Now, keep in mind, I've been working on this skill for years. I mean, like over a decade, right? And when I was younger, I can, you know, I'll be vulnerable here. I, I, I can admit that I was easily triggered by things people would say, things people would do, or things people would fail to do, right? And I I can honestly say that I made a ton of progress on this over the years. And in fact, in many ways, I'm proud of my progress. I worked really hard at raising my awareness to the things that trigger a reaction out of me, right? This awareness has allowed me to become more Teflon over the years. And honestly, I I really believe if you ask my family, which I think your family is always a good test because they're the ones that I see at your your most real moments, they would tell you that I've drastically improved over the years. And notice how I said that, right? Because we're all human. And am I perfect at that? No. But I think think about where I am today with regard to this skill as opposed to where I was 10, 15, 20 years ago, drastic difference. And why? Because I worked at it. So- Recently, no matter how much I worked on this, I was reminded that I was human. See, I had a momentary lapse, a minor setback. I I didn't have one of those what I call good student moments, right? And regardless of how much I worked on not being hooked by others over the years, I found myself taking the bait. Uh, I, and, and here's the real deal. We're all human right? We're all working on something. We're all trying to get better at something. Sometimes regardless of how proud we are of our progress, God has a way of reminding us that we're just simply human, right? See, our inner critic loves when we have one of these human moments, right? I don't know about you, but my inner critic like loves to repeat the same story over and over again when I'm having a human moment, right? He loves to torment the shit out of me by painting the worst case scenario that in reality never happened, right? He simply tries to trick me into believing it's going to happen. And when I let his little voice run wild in my head, he destroys my confidence, right? He 
clouds my logic, my thinking, right? And most importantly, he hijacks my inner peace that I've been working so hard to create over the years. And I have to imagine the same is true for you. So does your inner critic sabotage you when you have one of those human moments, right? Maybe you became frustrated with someone for what they did or didn't do. Worse yet, considered, consider how many times you let these thoughts eat away at you all day long. We've all been there, right? Anytime a situation hooks us, the next thing we know, the situation is all we can think about, right? It consumes all our mental energy. And when this happens, we begin to imagine all these crazy stories that in reality haven't even happened. That's what I mean when I say we get hooked. I trust you know this, this dynamic well. And, um, and then you know what it's like to feel exhausted by circumstances and people and situations that just simply drain your energy. So the question is this, what do we do when these situations occur? Situations when despite our greatest intentions, we have one of these human moments and we let others hijack our energy. Notice what I just said. You let others hijack your energy. See, others don't steal your energy. You allow them to. And I actually recorded an episode on this back, I think, I think back in December, early December. It's called Others Don't Hijack Your Energy. You allow them to. <laughs> Pretty simple. The title's appropriate. Um, check it out, right? I'm not going to repeat that stuff here, but I, but I, I, I do want to talk about is how do we get ourselves out of this energy leak? And how can we af- avoid getting hooked in it in the first place? And both of those questions are really good questions. Um, and actually, some of my people I work with have, have asked me those questions. But and every time I, I get sometimes the same question multiple times from multiple different people, I start to say, okay, well, how can I have a greater impact to a wider audience and share some of those thoughts and you know, forums like this or my blog or things like that? So, let's, so let me offer some, in, some insight and some thoughts on, on the topic. Um, let's start with the avoidance of an energy leak to begin with, because I think the first question you have to ask is what causes you to leak energy, right? It's a basic question. So I want you to consider the events or situations that trigger your anxiety, trigger your frustration, trigger your fears, trigger your anger. What are the things that trigger you, right? And to help you with this, I want to suggest that you get a piece of paper out and get a blank piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. On the left-hand side, write business triggers at the top, right? And then below that, list all the the business triggers that uh, cause you to lose energy. So, for example, a lot of times in business, the the idea or the fear of losing a client or or losing your job or screwing up a project, that triggers like an energy leak. Other business triggers could be people insinuating you did something wrong or feeling interrogated by others or being judged by your decisions or the things that you you choose to do, being maybe being told what to do or or doing or someone doing your job for you triggers an energy leak. Uh, one of the things that trigger me in business uh, is when people delay decisions or keep pushing trouble out, like keep kicking the can, right? That just <laughs> that just like definitely causes me to leak energy and I could feel my my uh, I, I, getting hooked by the situation. Other, other ones that get me big time is when I see someone manipulating other people or I see coworkers not doing their job or taking advantage of a situation. Those are triggers for me in, in business that will, will trigger me to cause an energy leak. So I want you to make a list 
on the left-hand side of those triggers that trigger that cause you to lose energy in business. On the right-hand side, I want you to write personal triggers at the top and do the same thing from a personal perspective. You know, what triggers you to lose energy personally? Maybe it's a fear of disappointing somebody. Maybe it's a change, right? Like you know, sometimes change, you know, move, or sometimes it's just simply self-doubt, right? Maybe you get triggered when you see a loved one struggling or and they and maybe you try to help and they reject your help and that triggers you to get frustrated. Maybe you personally get triggered when your loved one rejects, rejects your advances, right? For me, I know I get personally triggered when my self-care is down. Like that's definitely like if I was to draw a line to where I'm triggered most, I can always attest it to be my self-care is down. Typically when I'm tired, I have a lot on my plate or I'm running late. You know, those are the kind of things that cause me to be less um, aware of situations and I find myself getting triggered more easily than others. Um, getting stuck in traffic for me is a great example of something I've been working on for years, right? So why... Why am I asking you to do this? Because everything starts with awareness. And those of you listening who work with me in a, in a coaching relationship, you know how much I'm always stressing about your awareness muscle and building your awareness muscle. And simply because everything begins with your awareness. And if you want to avoid an energy leak um, and avoid and, and, and want to work, if you want to avoid an energy leak in the first place, you have to become aware of what causes them. See, that's common sense, right? But like I always tell you guys, common sense is not always common practice. So just a simple practice of making a list of triggers raises your awareness to them, which allows you to be more in control mentally when they occur. So for example, when I find myself getting frustrated by being stuck in traffic, right? Today, I know that that, that causes me to get mad. When it's a situation, there's nothing I can do. I'm, just, I'm stuck in traffic, right? But I know that it has a way of, of triggering me. So today, because I've raised my awareness that I turn up the radio and I start singing. And trust me, any of you guys who know me, right? I can't sing. <laughs> but I know that I have a tendency of getting all bent out of shape. So I, you know, when I'm stuck in traffic, so I have to work on reframing the conversation in my head so I can avoid leaking energy because energy is our most valuable asset. Now that you have your list, and again, I really encourage you to take time to do this because I did this exercise years ago and I've, I revisit this often and trust me, it's, it's wow. I mean, it's, it has really helped me big time. But now that you, you know, when you have your list of, of things that trigger you both from a personal perspective as well as a professional perspective, let me ask you this. Are you letting your frustrations feed upon themselves where so much so where they start to complicate things further? And, and what if instead you began to practice looking at your situation from a different perspective? So the moment you find yourself triggered, what if you simply just practice? And I have a tool I just call 180 right? What's the 180 degree opposite perspective of that? Because I know when the triggered in the moment of me being triggered, I know that I'm not being a good student. So I try to say, what is the exact opposite of that? Can I look at it from a different perspective? Is there anybody I can call that I can, I can get some support for, right? And, you know, so, uh, you know I, I reach out to the people that I know support me the most. So, so maybe what appears on the surface as an energy leak, also sometimes can simply be a flag 
trying to redirect your attention to the help and assistance standing right beside you. So you see, years ago, I remember, and I might have mentioned this in a podcast, one of my early podcasts, years ago, when my dad passed away, um, we had a deal with selling his house. And I became all frustrated and began leaking a lot of energy simply because I, you know, I was four hours away and now I had to deal with all this. And and I remember um, one of his neighbors called me because I gave my cell phone to one of his neighbors just to keep an eye on the house since I was, you know, far away. He called me and said, hey, I might have a buyer for you of the house. And somebody in the neighborhood is, you know, if you want to sell it for, for sale by owner. And I was just getting ready to cement a real estate transaction with a, with a real, realtor. And I called up the person. I got excited, right? And I called up the person to, to kind of, you know, see if we could do something uh, without having to go through realtors. And the person offered me something way below what I was originally asking. And I also, at that moment, I got triggered. And I was like, oh, here we go again. I can't believe this is happening. And next thing you know, this whole dance begins in my head. When in reality, if I, when I stepped back, I realized that, hey, God was sending me a solution to a problem. And just because it was a little bit less than the asking offer, um, or a lot less than the asking offer, the, I, the reality of it is I didn't have to pay real estate fees, realtor fees. I didn't I didn't have to put a house on the market and, and go through open houses. I could close this out quicker. So while, the, uh, while I, in one sense I made a little bit less, in reality I didn't make any less because I didn't have all the fees and all the headaches. So so sometimes, again, when we see an energy leak, we are sometime, our knee-jerk reaction is sometimes assume the worst case scenario. And I encourage you to maybe, just maybe, remind yourself that you're human. And if you look at it from a different perspective, it could simply be an answer to a problem and just redirect your attention to to looking at it from that point of view. So, okay, so go ahead, make your list of triggers and do this. Be honest. No one is looking at this list from you, but you. When I do this exercise in workshops, I always, you know, I always tell the, the people in my training workshops that, there's certain exercises I ask them to share, and there's certain exercises I, I, I call out and say, I'm not asking you to share this one. And this is one of those, right? Because you know, when you make a list of the things that trigger you, right, um, that is a really simple tool to help you avoid them. And it has been for me, right? See, this is all about retraining our mind, having the discipline to recognize the crazy stories we convince ourselves are true, and then begin the process of reframing them into something more helpful. Okay, with that said, now let me address question number two and offer you a tool besides, like I gave you one little one, I gave you the 180, right? I I wanna offer you another tool to get yourself back on track when you in fact have one of those human moments um, that I was talking about earlier, see? So my favorite tool for that is what I call catch and release. And I want you to picture like a fisherman who catches a fish and realizes it's too small to eat and they have to unhook the fish and toss it back. So that's kind of really uh, highlights the main difference between Teflon type thinking and glue type thinking. So I want you to visualize like a frying pan that you cook eggs in, right? Most of us use a Teflon pan. And the reason is because when we our eggs are done, it's easy to slide the eggs right off the frying pan and onto our plate, right? Now consider something that has an adhesive glue to it, right? The glue causes something to become attached. And that's really good metaphor for catch and release. See, because the reality of it is this, shit's going to happen. Typically, 
when we least expect it and when typically when we least want it to. We never feel prepared for when things happen to us. This is when we have to become more Teflon and less glue. See, glue thinking, right, occurs when you believe you're the only person in the world that is dealing with a frustrating situation, you know, or you believe you're the only person who can fix it, or you have this talk track that goes with, why me? Can't believe this is happening right now, right? And the more you focus on and remain hooked by someone else's behavior, the more limited the possibilities are to change the situation, right? The, the more limited the possibilities to change the situation actually become in your own mind. See, our individual ability to constantly respond or react to situations and circumstances we encounter, uh, to the experiences, like that's the only thing we have, right? And having the ability to overcome adversity is a learned, and I emphasize learn, highlight, underscore, bold, learn leadership skill. Thinking Teflon thoughts get you over the hump of glue thoughts. Okay, so let me let me explain catch and release as a useful Teflon type tool. See, catch consciously again. You know, when we again you think about catching yourself, you got to catch yourself in the moment. That's the only. By the way, when the reason I named this, we're all human, is because at the end of the day, we're all going to have human moments. We're all going to have moments that we 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 are not proud of. And the only difference between leaders that I see that are really good students and leaders who are not good students is the time it takes to unhook yourself. See, you're never going to not get hooked. And th- that thinking it of itself is, is a glued thinking, right? Because you are human. You're going to have moments where you get hooked. The difference is, can you reduce that time? So for me, years ago, I would get hooked and I would stay hooked for days. In the situation I was explaining to you earlier, right, I had a bad student moment. Right? Recently, I had a bad student moment. I took debate from somebody. I'm not proud of it, but it happened. The difference is I took less than 24 hours to unhook myself. The next day, it was like, bam, I was back. I was ready to roll. Right, Years ago, that would have sat with me for, for, for days, if not weeks, and would have lingered. I would have held grudges. So when you think about catching yourself, you have to first consciously or unconsciously catch yourself when you become hooked to different degrees by emotional drama. Right? Emotional drama is the thing that actually hooks you in the first place. And the first step to disentangling yourself from negative emotions is to admit that you have them in the first place, right? That is the purpose of the trigger exercise I mentioned earlier, right? When you catch yourself getting angry, irritated, and outraged, you learn what triggers a reaction. And if you learn what triggers that reaction, you can prevent it from actually occurring, or you can prevent it from allowing you to become the leader you aspire to be. So you have to catch yourself. So when I made my list of triggers, now I put them in my in my mind, I can raise my awareness. So now I'm more in tune with when they're occurring. And the moment I catch myself, right, now it kicks in the second part. I have to learn to release them faster. See, the moment you witness a behavior that you're not particularly like, that you're getting triggered, you begin, just a, just a moment of witnessing it, the moment of catching yourself, that simple moment, you begin to create distance from the behavior you exhibited. Just a simple practice of catching it. See, most drama takes place in our own heads. And it's usually because we're too deeply immersed in a difficult situation to recognize it isn't as dire as it seems. 
So we have to learn to step above the noise and the details. Just to, we have to learn to focus on the things we can control. When we choose to let go of what doesn't serve us anymore, we in fact become more Teflon and able to concentrate in the present moment. See, see, that's just like how I do. Is like, okay, I catch myself, and just the simple moment of catching myself begins to create that space, which allows me to begin the process of releasing it. If I wasn't aware of my triggers, it would be more difficult to even catch myself. And the next thing I know, the, the situation entangles me, and I, and I spiral further out of control. See, you and only you can shift your thinking, and this may sound like a huge task, but it really isn't. You can start, and I always tell my coaching clients, start with small stuff, right? Start with everyday circumstances, like like getting stuck in traffic. Like the reason I mention that is because for a long time, I practiced trying to catch myself getting annoyed by being stuck in traffic and tried to practice releasing those things and reframing the conversation, okay? This simple practice, when you do, when you practice in the little things consistently over time, guess what ends up happening? you are now able to navigate the bigger, more complex situations you encounter that cause you to leak energy. That's why I always coach people to say, start small, right? Remember, your responses will determine your experiences. Learning to recognize those things that really don't matter helps you to, in fact, let them go. And like a fisherman, you can practice catch and release when you have one of those human moments. All right. I have to run. I hope you have a great week. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, what you've done, or what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity starting today to consciously remember the simple fact that you're human. You are going to have human moments that you're not proud of. The key is what do you do when they occur, right? Are you going to stay hooked in this situation that drains your energy? Or are you going to learn to become more Teflon? right? Remember, you are not responsible for the actions of others. You are only responsible for you. Whatever people, whatever people do, feel, think, or say, don't take it personally. When others say something we don't like, our human reaction is to defend ourselves, to correct others, to prove someone wrong and, and, and you right. That causes an enormous energy leak. Conversely, an enormous amount of freedom develops when you become immune to negative energy, when you learn to become more Teflon right? The only action you control in any circumstance is if you choose to react or respond to the situation. The choice affects your, the outcome one way or the other. And I don't want you to believe me, right? I want you to experience this for yourself. Catch yourself becoming hooked by something that triggers you, by taking something someone said personally, and then practice releasing it, practice reframing it. Work on developing the skill to rise above the details of the situation. Learn to practice reframing your mind to focus on the things you can control. Learn to practice letting go of what doesn't serve you so you can become more Teflon and able to concentrate in the present moment. Like a fisherman, you can practice catch and release. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.